Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is September 6th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. Today, we are going to plan on having, uh, we're going to plan on doing communion at the end of the broadcast. Actually, we're going to have a separate link sent out to all of you uh, so you could join us there. It's going to be an unlisted link. We do look forward to that, of course, and uh, it's going to be great. So um, we'll we'll do the setup later on toward the end of the broadcast tonight and give you the link. Make sure that's in the chat for all of you to join us for communion tonight, okay, for anyone who wants to join. All right, verse of the day, it is John 14, 23. This is brought to you by BibleGateway.com. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Awesome words from our Lord Savior. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for this time and this gathering. Um, and, of course, we welcome back our uptime cha- uptime panel and we bring back Brother Michael Pels. Brother, thank you for coming back on with us. I appreciate it. Thank you much. How you guys doing? Doing well. Thank you. Your mic's a little bit low there. Let me see if I can bring that up a little bit. All right. Thank you. And, uh, of course, we bring back Brother Bob Barber. Welcome back, Brother Bob. What's going on, guys? And Robert Hagen. Brother Robert. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Doc. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey, hey guys. guys. And of course, brother Kevin Huckman. Well, Welcome back. Hello, uh, Robert. How are you? <laughs> Good, Kevin. Good. All right, great. All right. All right, everyone. Well, a uh, lot of stuff going on. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed your week. Um, I, I think, um, uh, Bob, you, you may be leaving a little bit early. Is there, uh, is there something you want to bring up about that? You're not feeling that great? <clears throat> No, um, basically, um, I got the crud again, COVID again, and uh, it's not the one I had before. It's one of the variants, evidently. So, hmm. I'm going. Hmm. I think I can make it through the show. I think the Holy Spirit can carry me. But for some reason, if I just drop off, you know, then I'll probably leave early. But we'll see. I feel I, I got. I'm pretty drugged up right now, so I think I'll be okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, prayers appreciated. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as the last one I had because I was attacking my lungs. This one is kind of attacking different things now. So, mm-hmm. so that's what's going on with me. <laughs> you know, it's funny too because I was working on this video. This is just an incredible video I was putting together when mm-hmm. the, I got attacked by this thing. You know, and I stopped the whole thing. And this video I have coming out, my next report, is going to be a good one, a real good one. I found some interesting things that definitely points to the rapture resurrection at our doorstep and the seven tribulation at a doorstep as well. And some, some, some celestial science that I found and uh, some, many other things. So I was really excited. I got that video going, and then I got attacked by the same. So evidently, this is a good message coming out. So when it comes out, you know, if I come out Friday, you know, if I get it done, you know, if I can get through this stuff, and you're going to see why. You think the adversary would know better than to do this? Because the last time he got you, you came out, you know, 
mm-hmm. I mean, twice as fired up. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm uh, I'm confident that that you're going to be you're going to be fine there, Bob. You know, um, yeah. Just uh, I, I had the same thing happen to me, and and it, it'll be it'll be quick, and you'll be better. Amen. And, uh, we're, all, we're we're all praying for you. You know that. So. And we'll pray for it. We'll pray for everybody right now that's dealing with loved ones dealing with this crap. These bioweapon viruses they're putting out. It's getting nuts. You know, I, 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 I pity the I pity the person that's gonna be here during the tribulation. All the viruses they're gonna let loose is just gonna be insane. Is you're gonna get hit by one thing, get sick with something else the following week. It's gonna be that crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah it's not fun being sick, but I think um I think most of us can speak from experience that we, the more you press on towards the prize, it's just the more the opposition that you face. And so I totally understand where you're coming from, Bob, and I'll be praying for you, man. And I know that can be rough. And I had it like you had it the first time and I was actually working on a a car and I had to take it some downtime from it. I mean, I was on a, I didn't have a ventilator, but I had like a albuterol machine and I had to use it all the time. It was, I could barely breathe. And I was like, I've never been sick like that in my yeah. entire life. And uh, so that's when I realized that there's definitely more to it than what we uh, initially thought at some, you know, Absolutely. so it, it can be pretty rough. That's for sure. And we pray for everybody, all your loved ones in Jesus' name, anybody dealing with this crap. We pray they're healed right now in Jesus' name. We agree in Jesus' name. Everybody in the comment section, give us an amen. We agree in Jesus' name. This thing, this thing entered our house, entered our bodies illegally. Yeah. Illegally. Yeah. And it cannot stay there. So we pray in Jesus' name. We believe we have faith that we're mm-hmm. all healed right now. And we are going to go full speed to the rapture resurrection with great health, all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. All right. So, uh, Bob, you've been uh, working on some videos, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, has that taken uh, uh, taken a, a backseat for a little bit just uh, until you get through through this? No, I can keep going. It's not Amazing. as bad. It's not as bad where I was completely unoperational, uh, operational, like I was last time. But I can do it in spurts, and then I gotta stop and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I gotta stop and lay down. But I could do it in spurts, though. So. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Robert. I think you have something to say. Go yeah, ahead. real quick. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, variants, and. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking that uh, we got the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. With us, but we got the Holy Spirit variant. Amen. So you know, let's uh, let's look to that because um, we're not, you know, like you just said, Bob. It said has no place. It's a trespasser. It's a uh, you know, it's like the no trespassing sign is up, and and, uh, and the old adversary comes anyway. He's He's not. He's not welcome. He's not welcome with any of his stuff. He he needs to. He needs to cease and desist in the in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, the the uh, it says the devils tremble with that name. Mm-hmm. So they're trembling right now. They don't. Uh, Amen. They don't like what they don't like what you're doing, Bob, because it's uh, you know it's getting people to the point where they're starting to 
you know, a lot of people starting to wake up and come back home. You know, you don't like you don't like that. So uh, yeah, we don't man. care. We don't care about what he doesn't like. We're, we're trying to do the will of the father. Right, Kevin? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, you guys, uh, you know, this is um, we're getting closer and closer to uh, September not just September 11th, but September 27th. Uh, not that we're putting, you know, specific dates, although there have been charts and timelines that uh, we've brought up, uh, that uh, Brother Bob has brought up, especially on his own channel. And, um, you know, there's the anticipation gets high mm-hmm. around this, this season, obviously, right? Uh, we're all waiting. We're, most of us here are watching. Um, you know, we're, we're expecting we're expecting something big, something big to happen, even, you know, uh, even if it's not what we consider to be the rapture or uh, it may be something else that could potentially. Excuse me, uh, that could potentially, uh, you know, interrupt the world and it's, uh, you know, and it's mundane, you know, life uh, uh, things that's going on. I do apologize for the uh, background noise. Um, but it, this is something that we know as body of Christ, uh, we know as believers, we can look to these these areas in these seasons expecting we could be expecting. That's OK. We can we can be expecting because we could be expecting for at any point for the Lord to do something, especially after so many things have been happening. Um, I think 2020 when COVID, you know, when this hit. We really had a feeling, I think all of us here had, had a feeling like this This is something big that's going to cause another chain of events that's going to happen. We probably didn't know details of it, but we have an idea of what that might be. And that's getting closer and closer to what we call the Great Tribulation period or the time of Jacob's trouble. Do you, uh, do you guys agree on that? Whoever wants to Absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. And it's funny because from week to week, we uh, the things that we talked about that was going on geopolitically, it's it seems like it's just getting crazier now. You know, things that the closer we're getting to that time frame and the end of September, let's just call it that. It's uh, I can definitely see how the world is being primed and it's it's just ready to pop at any second now. I mean, you see the uh, the U.N. team that went over to the nuclear reactor in Ukraine and. It keeps getting shelled, and you know my thoughts are possibly that they might use that as a provocation to invoke Article Five to bring in NATO, which we know possibly what that might lead into. And there's just so much going on. I mean, it's not just you know Ukraine; it's all over the world, and it just keeps getting crazier from week to week. You know, it's it's almost like when you just and then with Biden's address, did you guys? I'm sure we all seen that. You know. And um, I sent you that video, Greg. I'm not sure. You, said- you sent me a video. That that was unlisted, correct? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just making sure, brother, because uh, I'm, I'm concerned for your your YouTube channel, and I want to I want to make sure that you keep going with uh, you know blessing. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what you yeah. need to do, Michael. When you teach, you need to come on there. And go. <laughs> you know it's funny that that whole biden thing with that backdrop i heard somebody said that was uh built by lucifer and his union buddies <laughs> yeah 
That's funny, man. The Great Red Alliance. <laughs> yeah. That was so obvious what he was doing there. You know what he was doing there? Yeah. They were they're they're putting out the feeler gauge. Is this country yes. ready for something that extreme? Yes. And it backfired you, on them big time. You, you are exactly People are not ready for it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that I was actually telling my own parents that we were talking about it, and I was like, you know, I really think this was a temperature gauge, you know. Yeah. He was trying to see how his his party was probably going to react to this to see how much further he could push the envelope. But like you said, it's, it's backfiring as it is right now. And, and then uh, I believe, was it today or yesterday that the judge granted the special master for the Mar-a-Lago raid. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of tension that's going on right now in the politics in America. And of course we know, and I totally agree with Bob on that. I do believe that America is a huge temperature gauge for it the coming tribulation period. Right. There, there, was, the, an, uh, there was an address that uh, was done uh, prior to World War II uh, by a fellow by name of a, name of Adolf Hitler. And it was a, uh, I believe, I, I don't know, I think it was Nuremberg. Um, one of the places, there were a quarter of a million people that were there and he was addressing, mm-hmm. he was addressing the, you know the people of Germany, and he was doing one of those. And yeah, if you yeah. if you go back, you can see you can see some of the archive films about that. And yeah, I'm you go side by side with uh, with what this this guy, whoever it is, I keep saying that to my wife. Whoever this is is uh, <laughs> just, I mean, the uniter. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, uniter. Mm-hmm. And, and Goebbels yeah. was Goebbels was good at the propaganda part of it too. So. Um, I mean, the Antichrist is going to play youth on there too, right? I mean, this yeah. is the spirit of Antichrist, really. Yeah. Um, oh, it's about sure. you know, like if you don't agree with us, you're on, you're an extremist. Yeah. Um, and then they did a poll about this speech, right? And believe it or not, I mean, there were some some things that were good about the poll that were positive, and some things that were negative. I mean, obviously, like seventy percent of Democrats thought the speech was great. I mean, so right off the bat, he's already got, you know, the, the spirit of Antichrist is, is deep within a lot of people already. I mean, for anybody to think that, that speech was okay, it, it's just, it, it is, is, is lost. I mean, for now, I mean, yeah. hopefully they'll come back, but I mean, you can't, you can't think that that was a, a good speech for a country. Uh, and then, of course, the, the good side of it was that overall, the majority of people polled about 58% thought that it was terrible, that it was divisive, that it was incited, it could incite violence. So at least 58% of the United States who were polled think that that was not appropriate. Um, oh, yeah. said the bad part is that of his party, 70% thought it was fine, and only 16% thought it was not appropriate. The rest were undecided. But yeah. the, the, the point is that that the fact that there there was a majority of the people that thought that it was not the right message, does that mean that that administration is not with the pop, not, not with the majority and therefore is extremist? I mean, that's by their definition is what they said. If you're not yeah. with the majority, then you're an extremist. Well, guess what? Last time I checked, Joe Biden's popularity ratings are 40% or below. So the majority of the United States are against him. So does that mean that Joe Biden himself is an extremist? 
I mean, okay. see, that's the, that's, the, that's the problem. It's like you start defining these things, and they, yeah. and they didn't hold themselves. They get into problems. Right? <laughs> and then you have to backtrack the next day, right? Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah. I mean, who? Yeah. What, what is this guy saying? What are these people saying? They're, yeah. they're, they're so messed up, and they're so deluded that they don't have a coherent message. You know, well, the, I've always I've always thought that Michael was an extremist. You know, I, I just me you know, too. You, you look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, listen. Uh, oh, sorry. All, I'm just joking, of course. No, I mean, are oh, no. we all <laughs> in some way? I, I mean, am for sure. We're, yeah. we're, we're not a, we're not of this world. We we, we have yeah. a different place. So I mean, in some ways, we are extremists. I mean, we are certainly a minority. <laughs> uh, yeah, those, like that. you said, who are filled with the Holy Spirit. That was the verse of the day, right? We're going to come into you. And it's, it's interesting that it's like we are going to, isn't it? Isn't it awesome? Yeah. That, that, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit is part of a we. Sure. <laughs> and yet it's one God. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. And told, uh, we all, they told we all Paul share that, right? Yeah. They said in, in the book of Acts, you know, uh, when Paul was holding forth the word the way he used to and going around. And they, uh, there's one guy that said, you know, much learning hath made thee mad. So they they thought he they thought he he'd lost his mind. Right. Well, he well he was working for the enemy. They, they he was he was lauded and um, you know people people loved him when he was going and take dra- dragging people to their death. But mm-hmm. as soon as he started working for the one true and living God, then he was he was mad. You know, he, Festus says, "Almost persuadest thou me me to be a Christian." Well, how come yeah. it was almost that he persuaded him? You know, what was keeping him from being fully persuaded? Was a spirit? Was a spirit? It's a spiritual. It's a spiritual battle. Terry and I were talking about that the other day. It's just that you know, if we if we look at all this stuff on the physical, from physical eyes, it's it's difficult to. Right. to you know, you you just get you just you get mad. You know, you, you get angry mm. with everything going on. Kevin and I were talking the other day about some of this stuff and. And um, but if we try to look at it from from a spiritual angle, which we should, right? Then we know it's getting closer, and and yeah. there's still we're still on here. There's still people that need the truth. Um, mm-hmm. We're on here tonight to to try to do the best we can to present that, uh, and also uh, remind people that the importance of prayer because. Things happen, you know. All of us are dealing with different things. Uh, um, Bob is. I, I, I just, in, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just picture you and your family is going to be well, um, very, very shortly. And um, just, just be thankful and praise Him, praise His name. Yeah. And because uh, you know, I, I, I know, because I know He's messing with the wrong cat. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. I know you're, 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 you picked up on what I was talking about, and, and Bob and I have been talking about this for months on here, which is like the things that they're doing make no sense. And they just, they just, there's, no, there's nothing sensical about it. And so what you're saying, Robert, is that in the physical, you can't make heads or tails of it. You can't make sense of it because it's, it's diluted. And, and the reason why it is is because it's a spiritual battle. And if you look at it from that side of things and you go, oh, wait a minute, they're just exemplifying the spirit of Antichrist. And they're helped to basically setting the stage 
for yeah. for the Antichrist to come. I mean, he, he's certainly going to be uh, say, if you do not worship me, you're going to die. I mean, that's the ultimate, right? You're an extremist. You don't you don't agree with all of us. So therefore, you're not going to get the mark. You're going to die. You're not going to worship me. Okay, well then you die. Uh, so I mean, the setup is is on its way, and we're seeing that that very thing right now. And the second thing is that it's not just coming from one side either. I mean, th- there was a rally that 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 went on. I think it was the next day or the day after, and it was Save America rally. And I watched about half of it, and there was not one mention of Jesus in that rally. And if you're going to save America, well, that's the only one who's going to be able to do it. So, yeah. I mean, Jesus is the only way that's to right. salvation. It's certainly yeah. not going to be some man or some scheme or some trust the plan thing. And and not trust only that, the during that time, that, that – it was it was basically bashing the other side. So it's just it's just division. It's all division. Yeah. All division, but it's all yeah. division. Okay. All division, but they're calling for a one party rule right now. That's yeah. what the Biden was doing. They want a one party rule. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. we have too many Rhino Republicans. So I'm not sure exactly where we're going to be going with this if we're here come November. Okay. Yeah. Because the Democrat Party, you know, years ago, the Democrat Party was chosen as a vehicle of change by the World Economic Forum and other globalists. And Democrats, by the way, took uh, God out of their party immediately after they were chosen to do this. That's the first thing they did. Took God out of their platform. So, you know, do the math. Okay. And then it kind of trickled over to the Republicans. All right. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there isn't. You know, just read chapter, uh, read, read Revelation chapter sixteen, Revelation chapter eight, okay, chapter six. You know, you're going to see what's going to happen to America. You can yeah. see what's coming. Okay, yeah. I don't see yeah. a revival, and not when everybody hates Christians so much now. No, but people are not looking for a revival. They want. I see this movement, a spiritual movement across this country where people just want to let loose with lawlessness right now. Mm-hmm. They want lawlessness like you wouldn't believe. And you know what? They are going to make it happen for them because the higher principalities are in charge of these, uh, the DOJ and all the judges and all your uh, police institutions. And they're passing all these laws that are in favor of the criminals. And then someone gets arrested. They don't get charged. They don't get jail time. They don't get any uh, hit with any bail, you know, nothing like that, nothing like that, you know. And these governors are out of control. Now, look what's happening in New York. They're trying to go after everybody that has a gun legally, you know, that's a decent person, you know. It's just it's absolutely insane. That's just, that's just in, in New York. So it's just absolute lawlessness. People want lawlessness right now. That's what they want. They don't want Jesus. We want Jesus, Okay. We're looking for Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're looking for lawlessness. They're looking for the man of lawlessness to come to ultimately, ultimately fulfill their desires. Yeah. No, they're looking for they're looking for a savior. Um, it's just not Jesus. I mean, they're looking for the Antichrist. They are looking for somebody, though, to save them, to help them out of this mess. So, I mean, they're looking in the wrong places. That, that that's the, That's the key. And, Bob, to answer your question. If we are still here in November, 
and the election goes the way that we, we actually think it's going to go, I mean, the Republicans have already started to say that, that the, one of the first things that they're, they're going to do in January is impeach Joe Biden. I mean, is, is that going to, to, to make things more united and peaceful? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think no. so. I mean, you, you, when, when Trump was getting impeached, uh, the people on the right were not happy about it. They didn't go out and burn things down. But I got to think that if they if they started doing that against Joe Biden, that the left would absolutely mobilize and, and say, well, if you're going to do that, then we're just going to burn your cities down to the ground. So, um, no, I don't I don't I don't think that if we're if we're going to still be here, Bob, then what that means is that we're, it's all we're going <laughs> to see is more ramping up toward the, tri- the tribulation. I, I yeah. don't see it going like on, on, a, on a hill and back down to like normal and peaceful or whatever whatever you would call what we had before, if it was peaceful. Um, it never was, but I mean, it, it wasn't like this where the rhetoric is just at, you know, 200% and the cities oh, are getting, getting looted and burned down and lawlessness is all over the place. And people who commit crimes are let out immediately. And then they commit 30 more crimes and they're still let out. Even if it's murder, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, lawlessness is, is going to continue to ramp up until the rapture and beyond. And so if we're still here, all we're going to do is witness more chaos, more of the lines being blurred during that period of time, right before the rapture resurrection. Yeah. And this time it's, it's really interesting with uh, talking about that speech and what you were saying, Kevin, earlier about the spirit of antichrist. Mm -hmm. One thing I really find very interesting is how, one, it's not only was it divisive, but we could see the rhetoric, the civil war, right? And I was watching Fox News. I don't watch news like that, but I was just kind of getting a, a pulse on what was going on. And they were talking about how the Democratic Party referred to Joe Biden as a Thomas Jefferson or Abraham Lincoln. And I couldn't help but make that mental connection between this <laughs> idea of a civil war with Abraham Lincoln, right? So, and I was like, man, this is really crazy. And one thing that really stood out to me also that I'm not sure if any of you guys caught was how disturbingly coherent Joe Biden was during the entire duration of that 22 minutes of speech. And when you talked about the spirit of antichrist, it almost made me feel like there was something more like working through him. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because I've never seen that man carry on without making like you know, at least 20 blunders every minute. (laughs) And he seemingly got through the entire thing. And the very next morning when he tried to do a, a very slight minimal damage control, it was like mush, mush mouth fight and return. You know what I'm saying? So there's definitely some very interesting, strange things that happen. You know, I kind of picked up, I picked up on that too, Michael. I picked up on that too, that he was possessed. Yeah. That's what I I was feeling up on that. Honestly. Yeah. I was feeling, Or, or, or it was a body double. Yeah, something something weird was going on. But they also had that strange plexiglass casing around them. And, you know, without sounding too fringe, but, I mean, you, you we've seen uh, you can't holographic help technology you that can't uses help. that same uh, – that. I'm not sure if you guys ever seen the holographic technology they use for yeah, singers for now. Sure. They yeah. use that plexiglass box. So who knows? That was the hologram deck of the Starship <laughs> Enterprise. Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting. And here's something really strange that I'm not sure if anyone's heard of. And we talk about the lawlessness that's going on. And check this out. So I heard this and I just looked it up. But there's a company called Excel in Colorado. And uh, because of energy spikes, right, they were giving out free thermostats for people in their houses. 
and they locked their thermostat from being able to adjust their household temperature because of a state emergency with the power what? grid. I was like, what? How yeah. is this even legal yeah. anymore? <laughs> you know? Don't get free thermostats from your energy company, people. No, yeah. especially the ones that connect to the internet. Yeah, they were going into a complex and they were just having people sign away their rights to everything. And then one guy was like, wait a minute, what's this? And then what's that? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, my supervisor told me that if somebody just pushes back, then just let them go. It's fine. We're just trying to get as many people as we possibly can to do this. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's like people are just w more than willing just to give away their rights, uh, give away their the, the ability to, to have control over their lives. I mean, they are going to these are the same people that I, you got to think that are just going to give up their control to the Antichrist and just say, I'll do whatever you want, sir. I'll do whatever you want, my my savior. I mean, it's just it's it's gotten to to a point where it's the opposite of what it used to be. I mean. Back in the old times, people were like, I'm going to rebel. I don't want anybody under my control. I want to try to get away from the control. I want to try to rise up uh, and, and, and maybe not even through violence, just through like, I'm going to I'm going to make something better out of myself so I don't have to be under the control and under the servitude of somebody else that lords over me here or there. Um, but, you know, and, and they're not willing to let the Lord do that in their life. So now they're just giving up all their rights. It's the opposite of what it used to be. Now, now people are like, "Please, somebody, take control over over me, so that I, I so that you can just take care of me for the rest of my life. So I so I don't have to have any responsibility. And there's no personal responsibility anymore. That's that's necessary. It's just like if if you have a certain ideology, you can get away with anything, and it's fine. Uh, you know, um, what you're saying there earlier about. Um the fall of America. I mean, people, I, I cannot see how the, uh, the, the tribulation is not going to start at the end of this, at the end of this month. I can't see it. You know, um, you're saying Kevin, that we can't see things going back to normal, back to pre 2017, because look, you can't, you cannot put COVID back in the box. True. Okay. And all the power that they gained because of that whole thing. You cannot put those IR, the 80,000 IRS agents back in the box. Mm -hmm. You cannot put all the inflation that was caused back in the box. You cannot you cannot go rebuild, or it possibly could, but it take a long time, rebuild over 100 food processing plants that are mysteriously just burned down mm -hmm. in the last 18 months. Or all those small okay. businesses that got shut down. Yeah. You, everything that's happened, that you know, you know did you, can you imagine how much money what kind of campaign it will take to rebuild all that? It will take 50 years. All right. So things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. Okay. And, you know, that, I don't know what else to say except, you know, that unless the Shemitah year is off, it, it if we're here come October, I'll be very surprised. Mm. Okay. So, and because evidently God will probably have something up his sleeve that we don't know about. I mean, God can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, or we might be looking at another seven more years where it gets really bad, or we're taken out of here <laughs> and there's seven years of absolute crap here, and then the tribulation begins. Who knows? Yeah, well, I'd like to say, though. yeah, I'd like to say it gets, it's going to get worse before it gets better, right? right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think right. we all see that, but um, yeah, it's it's really uh, all leading up to something which I was 
which I was saying before, it's, we can see these things closely approaching and, and Paul mentions this in his writings. Um, and we see it, we're here, we're living this right now. So, I mean, just take that in for a moment, folks. We're, we're actually at this point in time that the prophets, that Apostle Paul was talking about, we're living this moment right now. Okay. Just, just take that in for a moment. All right. It's quite amazing to think. Um, and uh, everything that we, we talk about is not just about based off our faith, but there's evidence to support our faith. It's like mm-hmm. science mm-hmm. actually <laughs> proves God, believe it or not, yep. you know, and yet scientists oh, will take it now. into a <laughs> will take it into a whole nother area and become another religion. They, they worship yeah. science, but they don't worship God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reli- religion, religion mm-hmm. is man's attempt to uh, <coughs> work, you know, do enough things to stand accepted for a holy God. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you, if you uh, look in Romans chapter 5 and you start reading through there, you know, we're justified by faith. And mm-hmm. now we have peace. And as you read down, we were enemies of God. And Christ died for the ungodly. Uh, if you, um, there you go. When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Uh, you know, save America rally. Uh, <laughs> you know, you listen to it and uh, what should have been the um, subject, what should have been the the um, thrust behind it should not have been ripping and tearing down the other person and the other right. party, which, which happened, it should have been something, uh, how can, how can you possibly, uh, be looking to a man to, to save this, like Bob was saying, to save this mess that we're in right now, not going to happen. Uh, we just need, we need to realize that, and it talks about this in the same chapter back in verse eight, of, of Romans of Romans five, it says, "But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us." It doesn't say while we were yet fine, while we were yet we didn't really need Christ, but He died anyway. And then it says, "Much more than being justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him." Okay, well, you got to Okay, either this is true or it's not. Either this is. <laughs> Either this is the way to get back to the Father, or it's not. Like we've said many times before, and we've talked about this for a long, long time. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me, or but by me. And it says, there's no name named under heaven among men which we must be saved. The name of Jesus Christ. So if that's true, then we're endeavoring and our goal and our ministry and witness should be to bring people back to the Father, not direct them, direct people towards some man who's going to save America or, you know, Bob or the world. I mean, it's this is just it's nonsense. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, um, you know, no, no matter who you support. 
uh, you know, you can stand up there and talk all day long about how bad the other person is. But what solution do you have that's going to be something that's going to last? It's not going to last. It, at the best, it'll be temporary. Personally, I don't think there's going to be an election in November. That's my mm-hmm. own opinion. I don't think they will. I'm, I'm with you um, on that one. I'm starting to feel the same way when it comes uh, to that, especially with some of the, uh, oh, I forget his name, but I was watching some older gentleman on Fox and he was saying that uh, basically it was his belief. He was a congressman, but he was saying it was his belief that with the things being as bad as they are and with the the offenses of the Democratic Party, that he would be shocked if they would even secede in the elections, the midterm, because they'd be facing. <laughs> he, would, he said that they would most likely be facing prison time, investigations and things of that nature. And he doesn't see a peaceful transfer. And I was like, wow, that's that's some strong words. And I've seen that interview just prior to Biden's speech. So when I watched Biden's speech, I was like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. It really is just getting nuts. So I'm there with you, Rob, about that. I don't think they're going to I don't think there's going to be anything going on like that. No, the def- yeah. there's and definitely it- not going to be a red wave. It's going to be more corrupt than the last election. And mm-hmm. like I said, the majority of the Republicans are rhinos. Okay, mm-hmm. so you got a few of them, Jim Jordan, you got a few of those guys in there. But for the most part, there's not enough there. And I believe Jim Jordan's a believer, so if he's raptured out of here, all the good all the good ones will be gone anyways. <laughs> so it's just uh I don't see it. I see I, I see that all this stuff uh, this I mean this is why America is not in the biblical pages of Bible prophecies. What happens to America during the tribulation? If we believe that the tribulation is upon us, should we be shocked about what's happening to this country? I'm not. No, and I don't not believe that. There, I don't think there's going to be a red wave. Now we can. I could see something coming through, maybe where Trump brings in the Celestials and they take over this nation. Yeah. And they, you know, end up taking out all the Democrats and be the saviors to all the people, all the Americans and all the Western nations. I can see them doing that. Mm-hmm. But Trump, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I said, seen- I've said that before. The Satan, he has a liberal left. He has a Democrats and all those support Democrats. He has them on his pocket. They're all heading to hell. He has them taken care of. But he needs to get to the right. Mm-hmm. He needs to get to those people that hate abortion. He needs to get to those people that like our gun rights. I mean, he needs to get to those people now. How am I? He's like saying to himself, how am I going to deceive these guys? Which are evidently the majority, right, Michael? They're oh, like yeah. 85 million people. Yeah. This is, and, why, uh, this is why Biden's numbers are in the toilet. Because yeah. the majority of the people in this country are, you know, not liberal left people. So oh, how yeah. is like, how am I going to get them? Celestial coming in with Trump. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally have thought about the same exact thing. And I'm definitely a thousand percent on board with you about your analysis with uh, the deception. Because even if we go all the way back to the beginning, right? Satan was trying to deceive Eve, right, which was which he's successful. But that was a picture, right, of the bride of Christ. We know Satan's M.O. ain't to deceive the deceived. He's trying to deceive the elect if it were possible, but it's not. So don't worry, guys. You know, but I can totally see where you're coming with that. And I have noticed a disturbing level of like Trump Messiah type news (laughs) headlines from like Sky News and uh, 
Newsmax mm. coming out lately, and and I've I've also contemplated that maybe something really crazy will happen. Also, with what you're talking about, as far as the Project Bluebeam kind of angle. Awesome. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, guys, this is something that is like, you know, you have, we have something that's coming down the, the pike that um, people are not going to really know how to handle. So how do we, how do we tell them, we're not going to convince them that this stuff is going to happen, right? But when it does happen, uh, and if we're still here, right, uh, who, do, who do we go, how do we speak to these people? Is, is it is it something that we should should we have a list that we write down uh, sh is there something that we should um, uh, hold on to to make sure that this this all goes down the way that we need it to or the Lord wants us to or is this something that just comes out right what do you think mm -hmm. I mean what are your thoughts on that how how do we how do we speak to these people when this stuff starts taking shape because they're taking form how did we handle COVID, right? When uh, it happened 2020, how did you guys handle that? I'm just curious because it, it gave us an avenue. Mm. It gave us a, a, an ability to share Christ and let them know about Bible prophecy, about what's coming, all of this, right? All of that. So I'm just curious. I mean, how did you guys handle it back then? Would you Would you handle something differently when the next thing or next chain of events happens? How do we handle it as a body of Christ, a body of believers? Because it can be a little bit intimidating, but I think it, it acts as kind of a primer, as kind of a tool to help us a little bit. That's just my opinion yeah. on it. Yeah. And um, actually, if I may, I have a, some things to say about that, actually. During COVID, predominantly, me and my wife both had a really successful time witnessing and getting out there and spreading the gospel. And um, a lot of times we were able to talk to people more than once and we were able to, to um, you know, we're not prophets or anything, but we, we knew the agendas that were coming down the pipeline as far as mandates and things of that nature. So we were able to convey that message. And when it started happening, the same individuals that were like, no, nah, there's no possible way that could ever happen. And when it happened, they were like, how'd you know, you know? And we've actually had some really awesome, successful, like, I know it's the witnessing that took place. I'll never forget it because of those moments. However, there was people still that seen it all. And, you know, people we've kept in contact with and we've talked about things way, like years ago that are happening now. And they keep seeing it and they're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's like they know but literally these same people, and this is going to shock you guys, so brace yourself for impact. They're like, well, I better start stocking up for the tribulation period. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, wow. you don't have to be here for that. That's, that's not even like, there's no, why? Why? And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, I just have to take it to the Lord because, the, you know, there's some things I just don't understand. And I, I, I just can't understand that. So although I've had, you know, some awesome success, all the glory be to God with me and my wife testifying. But at the same time, there's people who are just bent in their way. You know, they're not going to, don't matter how much they see and they agree, they're just stuck in their way. And I, I still hold out, you know, prayfully hope for them during, if 
you know, there's no guarantees though, right? So I don't know. Well, another thing too, uh, Michael, is, uh, you know, me personally, I had to, um, you know, not, not that this makes me any, you know, anybody that can be patted on the back, but I had to, I refused to take the jab and I had to apply for a religious exemption. And uh, with my job, I, I did it and I didn't know whether it was going to be accepted or not. And then I was told that uh, you weren't some, you in your exemptions, you weren't supposed to mention certain things mm-hmm. like uh, fetal tissues being used in, in the, some of the products. But the exemption that I had then mentioned fetal tissues, and it was accepted. Uh, I was I was ready to uh, let them fire me. Um, and there were a lot of people that thought, and uh, even family members, uh, um, my brothers and sisters, and my mom who's still alive. You know, uh, before I went out to visit her, you know, all you need to do is just go ahead and take these things, and you can come out here and. Uh, my brother said, stay with us. But I said, no dice. I said, I'm not going to do it. I, I've already had it. Uh, I got the immunities. Well, we we just want to be real careful. I said, yeah, I know. But um, it's a decision that each individual has to make. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, it is, it is something that it does happen. It's, it's, um, you know, uh, Kevin's had it. Uh, uh, Michael's had it. I've had it. Uh, Bobby's had it. Um, uh, it's not. It's it's. We're not. Uh, we're not making light of it. It's 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 no fun getting sick. Nobody likes to get sick. But you know, let, let's look to the great physician. Let's let's look to the. Let's look to our you know the one true living God and realize that he, he loves you so much, that, you know he he does not want you to. To go through being sick in this life, but he wants to uh, make an avenue back to him, which he's made through his son Jesus Christ. I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for being an evangelistic type. That's just that's just the way I am. Yeah, I'm going to well, say here I here I go no, again. No, we should be. It's just, <laughs> no, it's, just yeah. it's just the way it is now. So I'm uh, sure this was yeah. easy for you, Robert. I mean, that when COVID oh, sure. hit, you, you really should have been. Oh, this should have been. Yeah, no, you know. Well, but, it, it, gives you, it gives you an opportunity to, to, to share the word. It's it's just like, uh, how come you can, you know, we said before, how come you guys can be at peace when when everything around you is going uh, <coughs> is going to each in a handbasket? It's in the, it's like in a war. Uh, Audie Murphy was like that, you know. Everything around him was total chaos, mm-hmm. but he was able to keep his mind steeled on making sure that you know he led his men and in the and in war it's a, there's another gear that you get that you know I've never been in the military but from what I understand and what I've heard of different guys it just said well you know I was wounded but the adrenaline and I just you know I knew that I was still everybody around me was going to die unless I kept my head together yep. and kept my focus yep. and that's kind of what we need to do right now is no matter how bad things might look uh, today, we've got a bright hope in front of us. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for Bob's health. He's my brother. And, but I, I also know that, that uh, how, how much stronger he came out 
after after he was sick before. So, uh, you know, uh, devil be damned. And I'm not going to apologize for saying that either. I mean, he's mm-hmm. just, uh, he's a split foot. Um, and he's, you know, he's walking around with a split foot. He's been, it bothers him all the time. I know how it is to have bad feet sometimes. But <laughs> at the same time, we're, you know, we're all, we're all pulling for each other here. And, and anybody who's like, like Bob prayed for the people that might be, might be sick out there that are joining us tonight and, and realize that uh, you're going to get through it. And um, it's, it's, we're not just, it's, and it's not magic either. You know, that's another thing that people think, you know, they say, well, Christianity is a smoke and mirrors magic act. No, it's not. No. I, I, uh, when I was into Buddhism, that was, a, that was a smoke and mirrors magic act. Mm. Um, you know, but when you start to seek the truth, the word says that those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And it's not, it's not just a one-time thing. You know, being filled is a constant thing. It's, it, we're renewed. You know, our, out, our outward man is perishing, but we're renewed day by day in the mm-hmm. inward man. You know, I mean, I, we, we're, there's, no, there's no guarantee that any of us are going to be here next week. No. Or even, even tomorrow. But while we're here, let's let's make it count. Oh yeah, you're so right. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. It's so cool you say that because you know I thought about that you know before, and I was talking to my wife as we were going into Walmart. I was like, you know what? With this crazy this world is, even though I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make it in the rapture. I'm like, you never know what's gonna happen between now and when the rapture happens. So you're. You're absolutely 100% correct. And what the other day, again, go to Walmart a lot. <laughs> we were at Walmart, and it was the strangest thing that ever happened. I even made a video about it because I was like, this is so weird. Um, so we were at Walmart, and I, I just felt like I can't even describe it. Everything just seemed really strange. And I, I looked at my wife, and I was like, man, it would really suck if the system went down. And um, no sooner did I say the word down, we lost power in our town and the adjacent town and the store's power. And everything was just like, doo, 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 and there was no hum of the air condition. It was just silence and darkness. And I was wow. like, man, wow. I can't tell you guys, I had such a huge adrenaline rush. I was like, <laughs> like what's going on? You know, And um, that immediately, it was almost like, man, I could just feel like we're <coughs> was just stressing the importance of being prepared spiritually because we still have flesh bodies. We're still going to have those adrenaline, those natural fight or flight responses. But we have at the end of the day, the Holy spirit, the peace that's in Jesus to fall back on. I was like, man, I feel sorry for the people when this day happens. Cause it's going to come suddenly, right? There's going to be no peace left. There's going to be nothing for them to fall back on. And man, that really, that really kind of shook me up, and I was like, "Thank you, Jesus. I needed that." <laughs> mm-hmm. Keeps things in perspective, I tell you. You should, you know, next time that happens, you should just say a million dollars. If you speak like that, right. everything shuts off. You know, no, that million was dollars. You, if my wife wasn't there to see it, man, she—I mean, I don't think anyone would have believed me because it was just—it was literally. I was like, "Down!" I was like, "Come on, man! No way!" <laughs> it actually freaked me out. You know, I'm sitting there like, 
Come you on, know? man. Better mm-hmm. not get mad at someone cutting us off or something. You know, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. I was like, I never experienced anything like that in my entire life. And I've gone uh-huh. through some weird stuff. Some call things chance and happenstance, but you know, with my experience with the Lord, there's no such thing as coincidence like that, you know. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. no. That's a well, that's a good that's a good verse there. Uh, you just pulled up uh Greg, you know, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Uh well, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. You know, yeah, doctrine is right right believing. It's it's uh yeah. when whenever you have the opportunity, um speak the truth and uh and it it never comes back void you know if somebody says they think you're nuts because we we believe what we do that's you know so what if they say that i i hate the term the terms they use to to describe people that follow the lord jesus christ but uh, you know that i remember the the quote-unquote jesus freak movement and the mm-hmm. you know and the the Jesus people and all that, you know, and that was, there were a lot of people that got saved, got genuinely saved during that. But that was one of those things where how, you know, I know a lot of people that, that got swept up into that and then they, they went the other way. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they just, they, it was just, they were there for a short season and then, mm-hmm. and then the temptations pulled them away and they were gone for good. Uh, the girl that originally witnessed to me, I don't know whatever happened to her. She was like within a, within a month, I never saw her again, which is was really strange to me. And I'm thinking, well, I thought she was a solid believer, but then all of a sudden, boom, she's gone. And uh, I'm still thankful for her. Mm-hmm. I still remember her sharing the word. I still remember what she looks like. And, and, but at the same time, I'm thinking, well, what happened? Could it have been that, um, that was it? You know, her, her life was, she was in the right place at the right time for me. Um, somebody had to be for all of us Mm -hmm. to share the truth. You know, we all have stories. Why is it that that happened? Uh, was it a a coincidence, you know, or. Was it Providence? Yeah, divine, divine appointment. No. Um, but uh, preaching the word being instant out of season and um, just talking about what Brother Robert was saying about being renewed day by day. Guys, it's extremely serious in this time with this warfare going on. It's so important to just be in relationship with Jesus and walking with him and and just fellowship with the Lord. And I know we can get caught up in our busy lives, but I just really felt the need to to stress the importance in this day and this hour because, you know, at the end of the day, he's our armor. He's our mm. shield, our rock, and our high power. That's and right. without continually putting him on every day, we can become subjected even more so to the enemy's attacks. And, uh, we have to, you know, just think of in, in the natural. You know, I'm sure you guys are probably tired of me saying this, but natural always types out a spiritual principle. And like even with just feeding on the word daily, right? Give us this day our daily bread. It strengthens us spiritually. And if we go long periods or days or however long without doing that, you become weak 
and not to say that Jesus isn't able to keep you, but he'll he'll come around and he'll remind you how right. uh, things you are starting. Nourishment. Mm-hmm. You need that nourishment, right? The food. Yeah. Need, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Michael, one of the great things Michael, we have to look not, forward to is, uh, you know, at the rapture resurrection coming up here real soon is the amount of time we get to spend with Jesus all, all by ourselves. Mm. And you think, how can Jesus do that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've always imagined myself being able to walk with walk next to him by myself with him and I at the, along the Sea of Galilee. I always thought about that, how awesome that would be to walk with him along, along the Sea of Galilee. And just talking with him every morning. You know, I like to imagine that, what he will say to me. And I believe there's a setting up in heaven like that. But, you know, it's, it's amazing. He's omnipresent. And when we get up there, he will come into our homes, all of our homes, every day. You probably get, I don't want to say you get sick of him, but he'll be, he'll be there an awful lot, you know. I don't think but that's He's possible. always there, you know. And it's just uh, the, the, uh, the reality of what's coming, what's happening all around us. You're talking about there, Michael, with the darkness that's consuming this world right now. A 6,000% increase in UFO activity just from 2020. Mm-hmm. They're looking more, more along the line of 10, 15% increase since then. Okay. Uh, so uh, 15,000%, you know. So, yeah, they are getting ready to make a move. And the Lord is getting ready to make his move. With us, mm-hmm. and and uh, you're you're saying there, Greg. Uh, what will we do? What can we do to preach to these people during this time, this supernatural time? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be supernatural beings presenting these, you know, these gems of life who could give you immortality. You can be healed. No more sickness. No more COVID. Take this mark, and you can be immortal. They're going to be presenting that to people. And if you think if you can walk up and say, hey, refuse that, get your head cut off because Jesus loves you, that's going to be tough. Okay? So I think it's going to take something like a Revelation 14 angel flying about the mists of heaven saying, don't take that thing. People are going to listen to something like that during a supernatural time like this. Sure. You know? And if we're, if we're still here, then the, the, the tribulation is not in effect because during the tribulation... The two witnesses are preaching the kingdom gospel. We're preaching the age of grace. How's that going to work? It's going to be confusing in Israel. You can have those two witnesses show up, and every Christian in the world that studies Bible prophecy is going to flood into Israel just to see Moses and Elijah, or uh, Elijah and Enoch, whoever's going to be. You know. So, yeah, I don't think um, that's a great question. Will we have to be here to go up against some of these supernatural forces? If that's the case, then it will it will take place, but for a very short period of time. I don't think we'll be here too. I think we'll be here long enough to expose them for who they are, truly for who they are, and then we're taken out of here. Hmm. You know? Is that something you would want to be here for? I mean, Bob, just, just thinking, like, is that something... I mean, obviously, we want to be with the Lord, but is that something that you think you would actually want to deal with? Would you? Is it interesting to to be able to explain to people or go against the forces of darkness in in some capacity, uh, mm. some supernatural? Uh, because we, you know, the body is of Christ. We have Jesus in us. The Holy Spirit is working in us. 
but um, you know, we talk about these things, you know, online and off. You know, what it would be like watching the tribulation period from the sidelines, uh, or possibly even all this stuff happening just beforehand, even supernatural stuff. Let's say stuff coming from the skies or whatever. What what do you think of? It? I mean, is that something? Just your own opinion. I mean, just give us your opinion on that. Is that something that you would actually want to be here for? I mean, not necessarily the Great Tribulation period, but stuff just prior to that, the precursor to it, and if things started to escalate a little bit more in terms of the supernatural. You know, it'd be great about that, Greg. It will give us immense amount of content. I would have so much content. I would have so much content. I, you know, me and Kevin will sit here for 10 hours and do a video and nonstop. Right, Kevin? Uptime will give us so much content. <laughs> That's for sure. No, I mean, I, I said this last, last week, right? Like if some of these prophecies, um, like Isaiah 17, Damascus, you know, it, it, was Jeremiah 49 with the Alam, which is southwest Iran. Uh, other other um, prophecies about uh, Lebanon being destroyed, Jordan, um, Psalm, the Psalm 83 prophecy, the, uh, the Ashdod and the Ashkelon and Israel get being destroyed, Hamas, the Gaza being destroyed. I mean, those things actually, we were here, and we see those things take place. I mean, talk about content. I mean, we we would literally like every day be able to talk for hours on just one of those topics about what's going on with it. And a huge witnessing tool to show that the Bible is coming to life right before our very eyes. So, Greg, and to answer your first question, absolutely, it makes it easier. I mean, if these things get worse, it makes it easier. To, to to show what's going on and to say, here's a book of truth. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's a mess in this world and there is going to be someone who's going to uh, masquerade as a Messiah. <laughs> and, the, and the majority of the world is going to accept them. And all it's going to cause is death and destruction. I mean, it talks about Israel making a covenant with death. I mean, that is what's going to happen. There, there, there's going to be ultimately a remnant of Israel that's going to flee. Um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that we're going to be here to see that. Uh, I think that's way down the line there. That's when the, the you know, the, they're, they're kept safe for 1,260 days. And I believe that's, that's what the Bible says that that actually happens after the Antichrist goes in the temple and declares himself as God. So I would think that we were, We'd be out of here well before then. Um, yeah. But, but these other things that I, I talked about, we don't know if those things are going to happen during the tribulation or as a, as a part of the beginning of sorrows. Um, we know that like all those things that I talked about are actually destructions that are poured out, not by God himself, but through the through Israel. So, I mean, the Ezekiel 38, 39 is an exception. That is God himself proclaiming himself as God and doing a supernatural work in order to destroy armies that go up against Israel. But the other things are are basically Israel attacking. I mean, we just saw just this week that the United States just basically gifted a billion dollars worth of arms to Israel to attack Iran. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to get those arms until 2025, but, I mean, it was a billion-dollar gift. And yet there are cities in the United States that don't have clean water. And yeah. it doesn't look like they're going to get clean water. So, I mean, you know, so so we're God's using the United States to ultimately fulfill these prophecies as well. Um, I'm telling you, it's just it, it makes it easier on us because we do get more content. And the content that we're talking about is basically the Bible coming to life. That is what we call content. Uh, and, and it is a people there's a lot of people who need to see things before they believe. I mean, look at uh, Thomas, you know, we talked about Thomas, Bob, you know, Thomas missed out on believing for that whole week. He says, I'm not going to do it. So he had to go a full week until he saw Jesus. It's interesting. I thought for those people, um, you know, who don't, don't believe at the beginning, they, they got to wait a week. (laughs) So is, I mean, is that really the case too? I mean, these people, who are get, who are tribulation saints? They go under the altar. They don't have a. They don't have that same freedom, I believe, as we do when we're rapture resurrected. See, they got to wait until the end of the tribulation in order to receive their their resurrected bodies, right? So th- there is a limiting factor there because of what what they chose not to do, and that is to believe before the seven years. So. It's it's amazing how God puts all these parallels and all these things, and and Jonah is another one of those those things too. And I, I really felt, Greg, that God's put it on my heart for me to mention Jonah tonight. Mm-hmm. I hardly ever say that, but I've been thinking about it and just seeing reactions from people um, regarding uh, the time and seasons that we're in, and that people are saying especially to people like Bob and other people who are pointing toward September um, as a, a time frame for a beginning of a Shemitah cycle and possibly beginning of a tribulation and saying to Bob, if this doesn't come to pass, Bob, then you're on the hook for it. And, uh, you know, the simple fact is, is that, you know, Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. Correct. I mean, everyone knows about that that part of the story about that uh, he got swallowed up by a whale and he was in there for three days and that's a type of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So that th- that story everyone knows, but what they don't really, uh, I don't think they they keep reading or they weren't taught. But basically, Jonah goes there and they repent. Is that the, the city actually repents? And so you'd think that Jonah would be throwing a party, right? He'd be all happy. Yes, they did it. I went here. I did a great job, obviously, because now they're not going to get destroyed. But is that what he did? No. He actually did the exact opposite. He went out and he sat underneath. um, Well, he tried to sit underneath the plant. (laughs) He did for a little while until it was taken away from him. But he went out basically to... To, right, right where the wind was blowing against him, where the sun was beating down, and he moked. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. he looked at the city for days, and he's like, "How could you not destroy them, God? You know, how, you know, like like Jonah knew better, right?" And go, so God basically what he did, what he did is admonished him, mm-hmm. and he said, "You know, Jonah, you, you you obviously didn't get the picture here. You didn't get the point." And Jonah complained to God, like, I had this plan. Now this plant's gone. Now I'm hot again. You know, it's just like blah, 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 blah. blah. Jo- Jonah was just miserable, you know. And yeah. God's like, Jonah, you know, just l- relax, would you? I mean, I- I'm the one who gave it to you in the first place. 
if, if, if a whole bunch of people who are just a bunch of idiots and don't really know what they're doing, basically, is what the, the verse says, don't know they're right from the left, are going to go ahead and they're going to blaspheme me and they're going to just do this and that. And, and then they figure it out and they repent from their ways. Why wouldn't I save them, Jonah? And yet Jonah was upset. Now, mm-hmm. this is the same type of, of mentality that these people have, Bob, which is I was told that the rapture is going to happen now and I expect that it's going to happen. And if, I, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Isn't that the same mentality? That what, what had, before that he what was just before. disappointed that God didn't do what he thinks that he should yeah. have done. I'm yeah. just a man. I, yeah. I, I'm just a man. Okay, I, I I'm an analyst. I'm end time biblical analyst, end time prophecy analyst. I analyze data and I give a forecast. That's it. I'm not a prophet. I never said thus saith the Lord, but it sure yeah. looks. I mean, the data looks pretty solid, doesn't it? But my point is that if it comes and goes and, it, and the rapture doesn't happen, then yeah. how can you be disappointed in something mm-hmm. that was never going to happen in the first place? It's not like God changed his mind yeah. and yeah. said, well, yeah. you know what? I got all these people who are expecting the rapture happening. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to delay it just for yeah. their sake. I'm going to no. Okay. So listen, God's ways are higher than our ways. God yeah. hasn't set a point in time for the rapture, okay? It's not like God is trying to figure it out today, okay? He's like, hmm, I'm wondering when this should be. When's a good time to do it? And he's discussing it with the elders. That's not yeah. what's going on right now, okay? Yeah. That time is going to happen. And, and, and what we see is we see that day approaching, right? We see mm-hmm. it getting sooner. It's, I mean, every day we go by, the rapture is one day sooner. But that doesn't mean that we know the day of the rapture. We, mm-hmm. we know that it's approaching. But if it doesn't happen, please just, you know, run the race. Keep going. Yeah. And that's what your question was, which is what do we do? We keep preaching the gospel is what we do. Yeah. All the way up Amen. to the day of the rapture resurrection. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And um, well said. If, if I may, there's actually something I'd like to add to that. Uh, the Lord gave me a gentle rebuking. <laughs> I can say it like that about... Uh, Oh, maybe five or maybe six or seven months ago, and I was getting real worked up about just trying to forecast and everything. And and um, the Lord kept putting on my heart Jonah's story, right? So I was like, okay, Lord, I'm gonna search this matter out. What, what are you trying to tell me here? And then when I got to the end, right, we we know what Jesus said. He said, "I'll give you no other sign, right, but the prophet Jonah, right." So we know this whole thing that took place with Jonah and the typologies that Kevin pointed out. But we also see something interestingly prophetic that I never noticed before was in the end times. There will be Jonah's around. Right. And remember the dangers of that root of bitterness of what happened to that plant that grew up. Remember, God sent a worm. He rose it up for him. But the worm came and it ate it all away and it and it it was defiled and it died, right? And it was no longer protecting him and shading him from the heat. And what the Lord was showing me is not only to be careful about the, the root of bitterness and allowing it to grow right in your heart, but he showed me that how many people, believers right now, are acting like Jonah's and not having the grace of God that he showed us. And we're just ready for the, the condemnation and the smackdown to come on in the world, but this is some heavy stuff. These are going to be people suffering and dying, you know, and 
when the Lord gave me that gentle rebuke, I was like, oh, sorry, Lord, you know, and I was like, I was like, Lord, you're, you're right. You know, we're, I'm sitting here on the mountain. Like, why hasn't this whole thing come toppling down yet? What's going on? Why, why is there not calamities? Why is there not destruction over here? You know, and we got to keep that in check too, because we have to be, God was showing me that he is so full of grace and mercy that, you know, and we know what happened in the book of Nahum. Jonah, you know, Nineveh was destroyed. Yeah. But it's it's so interesting, you know, and I was like, Lord, I received that rebuke and I repent my thinking, man. Like that's wow. But Michael, there was like this was this period of time where they they repented and they were not destroyed. And there there's this period of time right now where that the world's getting worse and we're not we're not raptured yet, and yet there are people who are coming to Christ. There are mm-hmm. people who are being saved every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's one of the things too, Bob, is that, you know, since I've been a part of Feed My Sheep today, it just, I, I'm, you know, I don't get discouraged every day goes by and there's no rapture is because I know that there is a lot of work that's being done right now. I mean, the, the, the fields are being sown. Right that's a now. good reminder. Mm-hmm. It is a good reminder. And I think that everyone who, who gives um, to that, uh, to Feed My Sheep today, is also reminded of those things as well. Because Bob puts up those videos and you can see uh, it, 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 those works being done. I mean, you know, so we provide donations and stuff like that to people who work over there in order to basically share the gospel, feed orphans, you know, keep... Keep the basically keep the 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 word out there, and people are coming to Christ all the time. So, I mean, the more people that come to Christ before the rapture rapture resurrection, the better, because the the tribulation is not something that you're going to wish on anybody, right? No, it's like COVID. You just you're like no, (laughs) (laughs) like you don't want to go there. You don't want to get it. You don't want to. You don't want to go through that. And so the more people that are getting saved right now, the less people that are going to go through the tribulation. I think that's a great thing. I think we shouldn't definitely not get discouraged. And it's amazing, Michael, that you had that same revelation basically given to you by God. And it was per- it was personal to you. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like God has has basically steered me in certain directions. So I, I just I can't get disappointed <laughs> And, I'm, yeah, and, exactly. and I saw that and I was, and I see people who say they're getting disappointed. And I'm just like, don't be a Jonah. Don't be a Jonah. You know, don't just be a Jonah. Yeah. yeah don't oh, be yeah. a Jonah. That's like the new <laughs> the, the 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 do, Yeah. Don't be a Jonah. There we go. You know, life right now isn't that bad. And it's not going to get really bad until the tribulation begins. Yeah. We can see the IRS agents getting, they're getting those guys ready to go. But they're not coming here for your current tax system. They don't right. know nothing mm-hmm. about our current tax system. Those guys are being organized and trained to enforce the climate change tax stuff. Yeah, they're not getting. They're not coming here for your business. Or if you're like a, somebody who's feeding people, and the government's not taxing that feeding of people, okay, that's the type of stuff they're going after. Okay, so yeah, we can see things getting bad right now. But I think if the rapture doesn't happen this year, which at this point, I'll be like looking. I'm gonna have to read the plane again. At this point, honestly, I'm gonna have to read the plane again. I was like, well, it didn't happen. So what's ahead of us now? Where can where can I see an alignment at now? What did I miss? 
Okay. And the thing is, another thing is, everybody's watching this show right now. I'm sure none of you guys are living in a hut somewhere eating bugs. I'm sure life isn't that bad for you guys. (laughs) All right. It's pretty sustainable. It's not that bad for us. You know, there's probably some people that are living like that. We know there are people living like that that are believers, you know. Yeah. But um, but the thing is, so the the rapture resurrection is a great, the data sure indicates this is the year. It really has Mm -hmm. to happen this year. Okay, and one one thing I want to mention too that this is definitely a jubilee year, definitely a jubilee year. I did the research on it, and we talked about that in my video. So if this is a jubilee year, we're going to be looking at last Trump potential at the Day of Atonement. Okay, so we can so we are definitely if it doesn't happen by the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, then we're definitely looking towards a feast of uh uh yum um the, the Day of Atonement. Of yeah. Yom, Yom Kippur. Yeah, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Yeah, Yom Kippur. <laughs> Yom Kippur. Yeah. I was thinking you know, that. I love those Yom feast days. I love how they sound. <laughs> I always try to roll my tongue. I say, Rosh Hashanah. You know, I try to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can you sound that. like you're from Indiana when you do that. <laughs> but it's so exciting. Hey, guys, you know what? Just take it in. This is so exciting. The data indicates that we're going home here in take a few weeks. In. So you let know that what? sink in. Just let everything go, please. Yeah. Mm. Just let it all go. I mean, kind of set your you know, set things up. Hey, I, I'll deal with this in the middle of October. Schedule stuff like that. But in the meantime, that's what the Lord's been doing with me. Surprisingly, I've really been letting go of everything around me now. Yeah, that and doesn't mean he did, you're why. we're living carefree, folks. He's that's not what yeah. he's saying. Don't take. No, but we country. do have. But we said this Very before. Liberated. We do have peace, though. We have peace. Peace, of, yes. The peace that's a past. That's different, right? Because we all. That's because different. and somebody said it earlier. It's like, why do we have peace? Because we know that we're not of this world. Because mm-hmm. we know this is not our final destination. That we. I mean, yeah. yep. that's the reason why is because we have a spirit about us that 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 is different. And even though people are claiming, you know, doom and gloom on this planet, and they're saying that you know. The, the climate is changing and, and this and that. Well, they're, you know, they're going to, they're basically going to get ultimately that to happen. Because if you read the Bible during the tribulation, the climate changes. <laughs> I mean, when it says the sun shines seven times hotter, that talk about global warming. I mean, it's, yes, it's coming. And, but I'll tell you one thing that's not man made. <laughs> no, that's God made. No. So it's amazing, Bob, that they actually have this agenda regarding that. And that they're talking about it and saying that the climate's changing and the, the tribulation is on the precipice where it actually does change. And God makes it a whole lot worse <laughs> here. So uh, they know something's coming up. I mean, listen, it's that, that's the amazing part is that people who don't believe, Bob, can see the tribulation coming. Sure. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're absolutely right. You go... Go on National Geographic. Watch all the prepper shows, man. Yeah. Everybody's getting ready for something. And once in a while, I'll see, like, a pastor and his family living on a compound or believers. But they don't believe in the rapture. They believe in the second coming of Christ. And they're trying to sustain themselves through the tribulation period. It was very interesting to watch that. But all these people, it's, it's just a, a common thread that goes to everybody. Now, you go next, friends, and then. Tomorrow, when you go to work, wherever you go, your social areas, 
just go ask anybody. Hey, do you think uh, this world's in pretty bad shape? And those things that there's a lot worse things that are coming. Do you really believe that? Do you think the world's kind of coming to a point, you know, where it's not going to be that great here anymore? I, I would guarantee you that about 99% of those people will say, yeah, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but something's coming. What about and the rich people, Bob, in bunkers? What's that? What about rich people in bunkers? I mean, yeah, that, good luck with that. I mean, it says, you know, they're going to try to hide in the rocks. I mean, isn't that like what a bunker is, literally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're hiding in the rock. I mean, you're, you're like digging into the rock and you're trying to right. hide in it. Yeah, I mean, the, the crust of the earth. That's the rocks. Yeah. The I mean, these yeah. people are going to try to hide and, and, and basically, you know, hide their face from, from God. I mean, yep. it doesn't say that they're successful either, does it? No. no. We're talking about uh, that, that thing I just uh, texted you there about um, God being the God of all comfort here. I'm going to share this real quick. Blessed be God, even the Father of our. Oh well, Lord let's Jesus. let's go over the verse for the people yeah, on the sure. audio. Second Corinthians, um, chapter one, verses three through six. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherein wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. You know, God is the God of all comfort. Amen. This stuff that's going on right now is not... In the world is not very comforting. There's a lot of there's a lot of really rotten things going on, um, but he's you know made a way for uh, you to have peace uh, and not and not be you know questioning why you're here and and um, you know we're all gonna we all go through stuff like we were saying before. All of us have. All of us go through struggles. All of us go through, you know, a lot of a lot of the stuff that's going on right now. You guys is is, you know, it's mental. Um, mm. The the battlefields between the ears, you know. I mean, oh, it's yeah. just what what are you thinking? What are you, you know, what what do you like? Uh, what do you dwell on? How, how much time do you uh, do you seek your fellowship with with the Lord? Um, do you read his word or do you uh, spend six hours a day watching uh, cable news? Um, how much time do you pray? Um, do you get up in the morning and, and uh, do you spend time with the Lord? Do you pray or do you get up in the morning and quickly eat and run off to work? You know, what's, what, what are your priorities? You know, what's, uh, What's what's the important thing? Um, Got to give uh, a real a lot of credit to my wife Terry because she gets up in the morning and she spends about an hour um, just reading the Word and and um, you know fellowshipping with the Lord. And uh, she'll do it in one room, and I'll be in here. In the other. You know, she likes to do that. That's her quiet time. 
early in the morning. So every, everybody has a different way of doing it, but uh, it doesn't mean that we, it's like what Bob was saying earlier. That was uh, when you said that being able to walk side by side with the Lord in the Sea of Galilee or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just being able to realize that the reality is, is going to be there. It's going to happen. We're not, um, we're not five mus- musicians here that are going to take out a, a little wand and go, you know, tap it on the screen. And all of a sudden all your problems are going to be gone. We are not the magic. It's not, it does it doesn't work that way. You know? Um, but at the same time, we're, uh, if you will, we're students of the, of the truth. We want to, we want to know that we want to know this, this Lord Jesus Christ better. That's why we're, that's why we're, endeavoring to be faithful you know i've said so many times before i'm not always faithful to the lord you know i haven't always been faithful to him but he's always been faithful to me Mm. you know he doesn't he's not gonna say oh you know hagen oh you know i'm i'm not dealing with him anymore he's too much trouble (laughs) which he, he could have done Thousands of times, believe me, <laughs> but he didn't, and uh, I'm glad he didn't. So, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Colossians three two through four, uh, Robert. That's exactly what came to mind when you were talking about keeping your mind on the Lord, and you know it tells us in Colossians three two through four to set your mind on things above, not on other things of the earth, for you died and. Your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is as our life appears, then you also appear with Him in glory. And wow. and that is that is something that's so awesome. And that is our blessed hope, right? So, and Robert, I totally relate to you. And that's the cool thing, you know, is as believers, although we're different, you know, we're different shapes, cuts, personalities, what have you. We all share that same fellowship, that same relationship with the Lord. We've all had that experience that, you know, we know we're not worthy, right? We have been unfaithful. You know, my everyday walk isn't perfect, okay? You know, I'm I'm just trying to get through, and by the grace of God, he's always been faithful, like Robert was saying to me. And I'm, that, man, that just, it gives you a new level of gratitude and appreciation that, that's severely lacking, right now i believe and it's so cool to see how god you know no matter what he's done and there was something that someone had said and i was going to bring it up because it may encourage someone and it's you know he died for you and me while we were still sinners right what makes you think he's just gonna leave you and forsake you now after he's already purchased you you know it's so it's so wild and i know the enemy is so sly with those little needs a doubt and he'll try to infiltrate and that's why it's so important to remember and like with uh with the communion that's why it's so important to remember to look back at the covenant you know that jesus had established by his blood his broken body taking on the sins you know he he knew no sin became sin for us right that's it guys we have to remember you know, and God has always pointed out a pattern of remembering. And let's face it, we're like sheep, we're all prone to wonder. So it's so important 
to always remember the promises of God, because no matter how much Satan tries to get in there and steer you different ways, if you anchor yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying that because there's times, you know, when it feels like you're being tossed. Right. But when my experience, Jesus has never left me and he's never forsook me, even in times when, you know, I probably should have been thinking, you know, and but God has been faithful. And man, that there's those those personal experiences, that intimacy and relationship with Jesus that you have during your everyday walk. That just it's priceless. You know, you can you wouldn't trade it for the world. Well, it's sir. just like it's just like coming on here on Tuesday nights. Uh, Kevin and I were talking on the phone the other day and and how how. Uh, being able to do this is sort of like a uh, uh, re-energizing of our spiritual batteries, if you will, um, because of the different things that are that we're subjected to during the course of the week, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's it's an important thing, um, you know. The, when the Lord saves you, He doesn't call you to be Hot Solo. He's called you into a, he's called you into a family and, you know, um, each of, each of us has strengths that the other one needs. Um, like, uh, I need, I need the, uh, the long suits that you guys have. I need in my life, you know, and, and, uh, I might be able to share a few things that bless you guys too, but that's how it, it works. The fellowship is a sharing fully. It's not, we're, we come on here and we just we want everybody to think that we're uh, you know we're walking perfectly and and uh, know, like Michael was saying we we've got you know if if we're going to be you know we're not tossing to and fro with every wind of doctrine but um, when something comes up that kind of is a bump in the road we we gotta you know we gotta realize. What, uh, we got to keep going. It's like living in the upper Midwest. The roads get a little bit bumpy in the winter, you know, but that doesn't mean you stop driving. <laughs> You'd never get anywhere if you did. Right? Yeah. But um, at the same time, we're, uh, I think we all, we all can agree that, um, that not only do we need the Lord Jesus Christ, but we need each other's uh, the fellowship that we have on a weekly basis. And, and uh, along with that, we can, you know, we don't see each other, but once a week, but we can certainly pray for each other. That's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing about being a son of God, because, you know, whenever I'm thinking about people and I think about you guys, what do I do? I pray for you guys. I don't, I don't know what your needs are, but but uh, uh, the Lord does. You know, he knows that, that each of us have things coming up we're dealing with, and you know, he knew that we were going to be here tonight. He knew that um, we were going to uh, be able to come together and uh, and share some some truths. Uh, I don't think any of us are sitting here holding up signs, setting a date for the for the rapture. Um, I, I know I ne- I've never heard any of that out of the mouth of any of these guys ever. Um, we're you know it's just like Bob was saying he's a he's an end time analyst. He's not he's not. Uh, uh, I was joking with Kevin. I was going to have a book called 20, 2022 Reasons Why <laughs> the Rapture is in 2022. You know, come on, now. <laughs> come on man. You know, we're not, um, 
we're not going to do that kind of stuff because right there we're, our credibility has gone. Because if it doesn't happen in September, people are going to start pointing fingers saying, you said no, no. We didn't say a certain date, but we're, the way things are going and everything's moving toward that, you know, toward mm-hmm. that end, it seems like. Oh, um, yeah. Just getting people, the responsibility we have is to, is to bring people back to the father. You know, we're, we're like the, we're like the prodigals out there. We were all prodigals at one time. We were all, we all went out and raised Cain. You know, we went at righteous living and all this stuff. We all have stories about that. But then we realized, he says, when he came to himself, he realized, hey, you know, there's no good in me. I need to go back to my father. And I'll even be willing to be a servant of his because his servants do better than I'm ever going to do now. And when he Mm -hmm. got home, what does his father do? In Eastern culture, the fathers Mm -hmm. do not go out, run out to their sons. You can look in Oriental culture. But Mm -hmm. he, he was waiting for him. Every day. And then when he saw him, what does he say? He said, oh, it's my, you know, there's my son. Uh, I'll make him a servant. No, he ran to him. And whenever I get that picture, I'm thinking to myself, so when I, you know, when I finally believed, what did the Lord Jesus Christ do? Ran. Just. Mm -hmm. He didn't. Nah, you know, there's Michael. You know, I'm. I'll walk. I'll walk out and shake his hand. That's my son. I'm gonna run to him, and I'm gonna throw a hug around him. He's never gonna forget. Yeah, man, I, that's this what it is, felt like too. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that, if you can accept that, you know, if you can realize that he did not have to die for you but he laid down his life for you so that you don't have to go through these things. Don't you want to serve a savior? Don't you want to serve a Lord like that? I do. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, and uh, I tell you, it's just a, it's just a reminder that, 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 um, to, that we can be thankful. And, bro- and brother, busy for the Lord, how are you? Doing pretty good. Can you guys hear me okay? Sure can. We can hear you. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful to see you, man. Yeah, it's a blessing to be uh, back for a little bit for to join you guys in communion and to join uh, Bob Barber's farewell uh, farewell party here. <laughs> Everybody knows September is the month we've been waiting for, and uh, um, we definitely know it's going to be a hot month. We just don't know how. So uh, it's been a blessing to. Uh, be a part of this and just joining chats last Tuesday. And, uh, as many of you know, I have a busy schedule with a family and YouTube and, uh, work and all that. But it's so interesting. You guys are talking about Jonah because God has been taking me to Jonah a lot too, specifically the attitude that Jonah had, um, just regarding wanting the Ninevites to be judged. You know, a lot of times maybe we don't act like that, but but in a sense, we do because we want the world to be judged. We want to be raptured out of here. Because anytime we call for the rapture, we're like, hey, Lord, we need to go and judgment needs to fall. And yeah. the Lord brought me to Jonah um, chapter 4, verse 10, which says, But the Lord said, you have had pity on the plant. And Brother Michael, you were just talking about this. 
But the Lord said, you have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not have pity on Nineveh, that great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern their right hand and their left and much mm-hmm. livestock? And it just gets back to the character and nature of God, yep. right? You sure know, 2 Peter 3, 9, God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And, um, you know, around this time last year, I was hyped, right? I was looking at the Feast of Trumpets. I was looking at all the feasts. I was convinced <laughs> that the Lord was going to come back last fall. Like, yeah. I kid you not. I was convinced. Until about uh, October, and I've shared this story before on my live streams, of how the Lord had to personally rebuke me um, because I was railing. I'm like, God, you see the wickedness. It's just like Noah and Lot's day. I'm vexed. Mm-hmm. I'm vexed. Why aren't you back yet? I'm vexed. You know? <laughs> and the Lord's like, would you wait till the end of October if you knew just a few family members would get saved? And I'm thinking, well, yeah. And it was kind of like that whole Sodom and Gomorrah situation that Abraham had in Genesis 18. And then he said, Dustin, if you if you knew your whole family, and I have a large Catholic family, if you knew your whole Catholic family would get saved at the end of November of last year, would you could you wait for the rapture? I said, absolutely. He's like, that's my heart. I yeah. heard it speak into my spirit so so loud. Yeah. That's my heart. I am waiting for my family, my full adopted family to be full, and then I will come. Yeah. Until then, I, you just got to keep grinding, brother. And I'm yeah. like, oh, like just Amen. repent, dust <laughs> my robes. And, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dustin, there's like 300 million people in the United States that don't know their left hand from their right. So. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I mean, we have a government that doesn't know their left hand from their right right now. So, I mean, you know, what, you know, that, that's, that's great that you brought that up as well, because I think all of that together really tells a, a pertinent story to what's going on today. It's like, don't pity the, you know, don't pity the plant that you did, that you had nothing to do with. Pity, pity the people that don't know Jesus yet and do something about that. You know, it's like, like, and the funny thing is, is that Jonah did do something about it. Even after all, everything he went through and he's like, I'm not going to do it. He ultimately went there. He preached a message and it worked. And then he, I mean, he couldn't even, he couldn't even be happy about that. So I I think that what we ought to do is (laughs) take that story to heart and, and have that spirit like you're talking about, Dustin, which is there are still people that are willing to come to the Lord before the, tri- the tribulation. And we are going to reach those people as best as we possibly can. Yeah. And, you know, God is going to assure that everyone who's willing to make that choice prior to the, to the tribulation gets to, to make that choice. And yeah. mm-hmm. when, when, there's, when everyone's drawn a line at that point, up to the point of the rapture, then the rapture happens. Of course, that is pro- that's going to change minds. <laughs> um Witnesses, two witnesses are going to change minds. 144,000 are going to change minds. Angels in the skies are going to change minds. There's still more. There is still a revival that Bob was talking about almost, uh, you know, an hour and a half ago that's going to come. And that's going to come during tribulation because it says there is a multitude of people that have come out of the great tribulation. And so, yes, there will be a revival that's going to happen. 
Uh, in the meantime, we are basically doing these gleanings and we are getting everyone that's from the outside of the fields and we are bringing them in. And because the people that had their first uh, first chance, first crack at it, they rejected it. Okay, great. Now go, go out to the highways and find some people. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're going to bring them into the feast. We're going we're gonna to sh- keep on sharing the word, Dustin. And I think that if we continue to do that and have a good spirit about it, that, that rapture resurrection day is going to hit us, and we are going to be just uh, so excited about it when that happens, ultimately. Mm-hmm. That day, that, yeah, that, like you said, Kevin, the rapture resurrection would happen on the day of the rapture resurrection. <laughs> and no sooner. And I, you know, and the thing is, in God's ultimate wisdom and glory, you know, on the grand scale of him, he knows exactly when that day is going to be. He knows exactly who will, who will be the final person that accepts the, the gospel of grace right. where, you know, there won't be like the, the book of uh, uh, the book of Genesis where Abraham could not find 10 in the city of Sodom, you know, God will know, okay, there's about five left on earth. We almost got them. And once we get them and for somehow, some way in the, in his ultimate wisdom, it's those people will probably get saved right at the rapture resurrection event. Yeah. I know that sounds, it's hard to accept Mm -hmm. because we're not God. You're talking, you know, you're talking about something that, you know, that's way higher than I pay our pay grade. Right. You know, I mean, we can do all the research, right, Bob, we can look at these things and all of us see what's coming down the, the pipe. We can see what's going on. We can make our estimations and assumptions, but ultimately God's the one who, who who has decided. He's already made the decision long ago. Uh, so, I mean, well before the beginning of, of, of time as we know it. So, you know, we listen, that's part of what faith is all about. And this is what I was talking to uh, Robert about on the phone just a couple days ago. It's like, have faith. Have faith that God knows what he's doing. He, he listen, if he's... If he's this miraculous and, and, and awesome God full of love that is perfect in every way, well, then you and, and that's the God that you worship, then you need to have faith that he is going to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. That it's not going to be on your own understanding, but it's going to be his way, you see. And so I think that we as 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 followers and believers in, in Jesus Christ know that. Everything that he did was according to his father's plan, and he did it perfectly. And he was and he was uh, praised for that when he is when he ascended basically to heaven the first time. And right, because you talked about that, Bob, you're like, the, you know, my son did a great, amazing thing. He's perfect. It was perfect. And so at that point, we we need to trust that the same same God has not changed and that He is perfect. And that whatever his plan is, is going to be uh, put out there and it's going to be done to his, according to his will, not according to our will, but according to his will. And that's what Jesus taught us to pray, right? He said, uh, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, not our will. And to impress what we want onto God to make sure that he does what we want. (laughs) That's not how it works. So you you set a day to... That's why you don't set dates like this, you know. Um, yeah, I appreciate what Dustin just said about the kind of the Lord impressive on him. You know, if you're 
if you knew your family was going to get saved, would you be willing to, you know, I mean, I, I think about my, my, my extended family and I, I feel the same way, you know, I want them to, I want them to be saved and come to knowledge of the truth. And I've tried to be a witness over the years to them. And I, I don't know if I've, I've, I've done a very good job to be quite honest with you about it, but they, they know where I stand. And, and, and there are a lot of times where I'll get messages from them, you know, can you pray for me? You know, and I'm going, okay. You know, and yeah. you know, out of the, out of the blue, you're, you're doing it. And, and uh, uh, even when I'm talking to my mom, you know, she's, she'll, she'll say, you know, you're, I know that, you know, you're praying and you know, you believe in prayer and you believe in the Lord. She'll, there's little things like that, that, that over the years have, have meant a lot to me, but uh, you, you really, if you, if you look at how how your life has been shaped by uh, the hand of the master over the years, you know, uh, you you start to appreciate it. Uh, you know, there's things that have happened that have been very extremely difficult, but there have been many things that are just have been phenomenal. Uh, one of the best things is it's. Uh, ever happened to me is uh, being able to come on here and get to know you guys. I mean, uh, I've been completely and thoroughly blessed with the fellowship, with uh, getting to know you guys, with even though we've never, you know, had a chance to sit down across the table from each other and have a cup of coffee or whatever. At the same time, we're, we're brothers and we have a common belief. And you know, like I said earlier, we need we need each other's strengths. You know, we're, we all got weaknesses. That's obvious. All, yeah. you have to do is, all you have to do is spend five minutes with me and you'll see the weaknesses I have. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, I have strengths and, um, you know, maybe a little wisdom here and there that I've been, you know, parted from by by the grace of God. That That's uh, just, you know, I, I'm very thankful that, that, uh, that Bob's been able to hang in there tonight. And I've been, as we've been going along, I've been praying for him, you know, it's when he's been talking and when different people have been talking, because uh, I, I, not only do I care for him as my brother, but I, I like to hear what he has to say. And mm-hmm. I didn't want him to have to say, well, I got to go, guys, you know, that's usually me. I'm usually... I'm usually yeah. the one that I'm usually the one that poops out and leaves early. But, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm hanging in there tonight. So, yeah, I know, I know this, it, brother. I know this it's is awesome. Important. I know this is it's awesome. So, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's totally important. And um, I have actually something kind of interesting that I'll share. Uh, so as you guys know, I've been working pretty hard on getting this a warfare spiritual warfare study done. And um, the Lord's just been showing me so much. And I think because the Lord has inclined me to do this study, I feel like I'm learning even more about warfare in my personal life. But I was thinking about, and if we're realistic and honest with ourselves, right, I think there's always something, at least something in your life that the Holy Spirit's can provoking your conscience about, something that you need to work on and, and get better about. And the other day, me and my wife were out, and it's it's so funny how God works. You know, it it's not confined to a building, to a prayer closet. You know, you can talk to the Lord anywhere you are. And I remember just in my 
my heart, you know, I'm just sitting there having a conversation. I'm like, Lord, why does it seem like it's always just one thing after another, after another, after another? And God totally just changed my entire perspective. And he just spoke into my spirit and was like, well, Michael, because if you had to deal with all this at once, you wouldn't be able to handle it. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I never even thought of it that way. Okay, one at a time is perfectly fine for me. I'm totally cool with that now. It's so funny how just those little those little interactions with the Lord, you know, and how he just counsels us and teaches us these things. It's like you just totally see the perfect will of God in all things and his infinite wisdom. It's just so evident. And it's, it's like it, it just blows your mind every time it happens. It's like, what God, this is just Yeah. What do you Oh, what? Yeah. And there's there's the evidence. Next. Yeah, the evidence mm-hmm. the evidence part of it. It's so amazing that we have the evidence to prove and back up our faith. We really do. Even when we fall sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can still that's an opportunity to get back up and the Lord's going to bring us back up. Mm-hmm. He's going to do that for us. Yeah. Because we we can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. If if we did, what do we, you know, I mean, how is it? A, how is it a faith walk with the Lord? Yeah. If we could just say, "Oh, well, I'll do it on my own," that's pride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pride. And see, for me, because of the things that I've dealt with, you guys pretty much know most of the things I've talked about as far as where I've come from and how stubborn I was. And there's things, obviously, the Lord's still working on me with. And and each spiritual battle I've had, I've noticed that the quicker I can get to the Lord and ask Him what He's trying to show me. You know, what he's trying to reveal to me through this this warfare, this particular battle and how how I always tend to try to fight it right in my own strength. It's like my auto default. I just always want to go back to just battling something in my own strength. Now, over time, of course, I've gotten to the point where I'm quick to be like, OK, God, I, know I can't handle this without you. And you guys uh, heard me, I'm sure, talk about the the rehab story and how I came off the medicine and things of that nature. And it's that where, you know, part of the time, you know, I spent was just struggling with my own fleshly pride, right? I mean, it's just trying to take things on on my own. And the faster we learn to just go to God first, you know, (laughs) guys, learn from my mistakes, okay? Go to God first about everything, especially with the spiritual battles, because when we go to him first, the the deliverance, right? You know how it says you're never tempted more than you can bear, right? God is able to deliver you. There's no temptation uncommon to man, right? That way of escape, that door that God opens for you, guess who the door is? That's Jesus Christ, guys. And we need to run to him in all situations and in all things. And and bring it to his feet and just be honest, you know. And I think the biggest disservice that we do to ourselves is concealing our struggles, not only from God, which makes no sense because he knows all things. But we even conceal matters from each other because either out of embarrassment, which just goes back to pride, right? You know, if we can just humble ourselves and share and open up, you know, the the deliverance, guys, what God can do in your life. Oh, my, it's just so amazing. And I'm not saying that's anyone in the panel. All right. I only speak from personal experience here. <laughs> so I'm not afraid to admit I'm a pretty open book about stuff like that, guys. And um, 
because I think it's important to be as real as we possibly can and not look at each other and comparing ourselves to one another, right? But we want to compare ourselves to the perfection of Jesus Christ. There's no faster way to humble yourself than to do that. I'll tell you. Amen. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, we're, we're running uh, short on time. This was an amazing uptime. I mean, we really got deep today and I, I think that was part of the reasons why we, we kept going and, and didn't get into questions. Um, let's, let's try to save them for next week, Lord willing. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, there was one comment that was made earlier today, which I, I did, I did bring it up. I did pull it up on the screen, which I think some people, some believers are still a little confused about. And that's the second Thessalonians, right? Chapter two. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, in terms of the, this, uh, the man of sin being revealed, uh, and then the restrainer is taken out of the way up to heaven. Uh, I mean, all of us here, you know, we, we can agree that uh, we have to be taken out. Right. First. Um, so I think there's a little bit of confusion sometimes with this verse. And and that can be, you know, that can be attributed to just not taking things into context. Right. Um, we have to we have to take into account Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, verse eight, uh, seven and eight to be precise. And I'll bring it up right now on the screen. All right. We've brought this up, folks. We brought this up numerous times, but we don't want to confuse anyone. And, and I wanted to bring it up earlier, but we got on a roll with certain, you know, a certain topic. And of course, I don't want to interrupt that. So we have uh, verse seven, right? Second, Second Thessalonians, right? Chapter two, verse seven, for the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now lets will let it until he be taken out of the way. Right. Um, so what is essentially being talking spoken of here and then and then shall the wicked be revealed. Right. Yeah, Whom it's just the opposite of what that person said. With the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Yeah. Uh, I think what's the you know, what is taken here is that when they f- read the first few paragraphs, um, when Paul is talking about don't be too shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter from us as the day of Christ or the, the day of the Lord is at hand, which is basically talking about judgment going back to Isaiah. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day, the day he's talking about, the day of judgment shall not come except there come a falling away first and then the man of sin be revealed. That's all. He's not saying, he's not talking about uh, a specific um, chronological, um, specific chronological sense in terms of the, when the sin, man of sin is actually revealed um, prior to the rapture. That's down. That's down in seven and eight. In seven and eight. Okay. So I just want to clear that up because sometimes we get confused. A, a lot of believers do get confused about that. And I think it's important to address that because uh, it's one of the areas of our faith and especially in the area of pre-tribulation rapture in which we we understand this in context as to where we're going why and when we're going and it's before the man of sin is revealed so just keep things into context keep those things in context obviously um uh, i don't but know do you, you, but even, you guys but the, agree? 
Well, but even Greg, yeah. the fact that the, the the message, the tech, the message that was sent was that the the restrainer is removed after the man of sin is revealed, when clearly the Bible says exactly the opposite of that. Exactly, it the says opposite. that the restrainer is taken out of the way, and then shall that wicked be revealed. So, I mean, it's not like they confused two and three with seven and eight. Right. It was that they got seven and eight backward. And and, and, I, and and we've talked about this before, Greg. This only comes from a certain type of spirit inside you, is that you've actually twisted the Bible like exactly 180 degrees opposite of what it says in order to fit your theology, in order to fit your dogma, in order to fit your doctrine. doctrine. And I'm telling you that that's a really dangerous place to be. And we can see that for what it is immediately, because you just point to the scripture like you just did. And you can see that it says exactly the opposite of what that person said. Exactly. I mean, exactly the opposite, not just barely off or a misunderstanding, but actually a complete 180 twisting of the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, and that can happen without, you know, intention of, you know, it, it, it could be that, you know, someone is taking something out of context, not deliberately, but just doesn't Maybe understand so, the word. Maybe so, hold on. But but you're, I think you might be giving them too 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 much of the benefit of the doubt. It, it doesn't have to be that person. It doesn't have to be that person. To actually post it and to tell us that we're wrong and that they're right. Well, that that is true, yes, for someone to come out and, and tell them that. But, yes, there is a point of, of pride also there because yeah. they're, they're trying to – Tell people this is how, how about it is a question when it instead. isn't. Uh, so we wanted to clear that up for everyone uh, instead of questions tonight. Um, so uh, because we do want to get into communion, and I did promise everyone that I would uh, put up the link. Uh, let me pull that up now. I'm going to put this in the chat. So if everyone could just hold off on their uh, the chats just for now, uh, just so I c- you can all see this link. Okay, we're going to go uh, on an unlisted. Uh, unlisted YouTube link here. Okay, so we can all do communion together. And so we, uh, should, so we should go off of this one and then click on the other one, right? Uh, that's well, yeah. We're okay. we're separate, so the panel will have a different. We'll have a separate uh, link. Uh, you know, so stay on. Give us about five minutes, uh, <laughs> approximately. All of it. You know, just for you know, okay. just for to switch over. Okay. Uh, looks like Facebook is having an issue. Uh, getting that link to you. So I do apologize for that. I'll try again. Uh, looks like that did go through now. Hopefully everyone saw that link and I will post it one more time in case there are a lot of people um, chatting in the chat room. So hopefully everyone has that link. Uh, please go to that link as soon as you can. We are going to start up in about five minutes after this broadcast ends. So we will be going live on that link, unlisted link soon. All right. Um, any questions? Any less comments? Concerns? Declarations? All right. Um, <laughs> all right, everyone. Um, thank you all for coming back on with us uh, tonight. We're going to uh, Kind of end abruptly. No, no videos here, but uh, thank you all for coming back on. Panelists, thank you for coming on. Dustin, 
for coming on last minute to come on with us. You'll be on with us for communion. Um, we look forward to this. Okay. This is a special moment. I think we're all going to take something from this in a positive manner and uh, really just worship God. And uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We haven't done one of these in a long time. As a matter of fact, this is the first time we're doing it with the audience, with the live audience on an unlisted link. We've always done it offline, uh, you know, as a panel, as a panel discussion. But uh, God is good. God is good. This was yeah. this was an awesome this was an awesome uh, awesome broadcast, guys. I mean, really, uh, I couldn't have been any better. I think awesome. um, so. Everyone, until next week, Lord willing, we'll see you then. God bless you all.